Everybody has a natural gift and a natural passion, but then you go outside and you get influenced and you, and you feel pressure from, from what's going on outside. And so, you know, I read one time, like, would you rather be at war with yourself and at peace with the world, or at peace with yourself and at war with the world? And now it's time for Lord, I'm needing a blessing and give the gab with the flows around book is a prized possession. A pencil and piece of paper alleviates my depression. They offer advice, but I see the other side of the spectrum. Can't resonate with society. We was never congruent. Contrary to writing music, I'm far from an opportunist. My only motivation was conversations with God as I strategize how to be the next Jay-Z, Biggie, and Nas. Sadness conquered my heart when I found out that Nipsey died. Crazy, I shed a few tears and I ain't even know the guy. Yo, 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 welcome. Welcome to Tea Time Podcast. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you all for listening. Shout out to all of my loyal subscribers, all of my loyal listeners. I really appreciate all of you. This is episode five of the podcast. Peace. Assalamu alaikum, by the way. I hope this message finds you all well. I hope you're doing well. I hope your families are safe. I hope you are safe. And I hope you're enjoying your day. If you're over here on the East Coast, the weather is finally breaking, kind of, sort of, maybe. Hopefully it stays a little warm consistently, and I've been enjoying my life ever since then. I love being outside. Allergies are killing me, but I do love sitting outside, being in the sun, enjoying a walk. I love doing those types of things, so I hope you all have too. But let's get into the show. You already know we're starting with the four-pillar format. We're going to start with our news and updates pillar. So news and updates... First of all, I want to give a huge shout out to the class of 2020. We had a lot of college graduates and doctors and master's graduates, including my sister. I'm very proud of you all. Shout out to you all for championing the first ever stay at home graduation celebrations. Like (laughs) you all are pretty dope. You all are already legendary. So shout out to the legendary class of 2020. I pray that you can go off into the world with light. Um, in your eyes, despite everything that's going on in the world right now. But you're awesome. Also, I wanted to make sure that you all follow me on social media. So you can find me on Instagram at Tea Time Podcast. Just straight like that. Instagram Tea Time Podcast. You can find me on Twitch because Gary V said that I should make a Twitch. So I'm on Twitch at Tea Time Podcast. And you can also find me on TikTok. As something a little different is TT Loves Music on TikTok. So I would really appreciate if you all would follow me on social media. I'll keep you updated with episodes and news there, as well as on the podcast, of course. Now, I am committing, and you know about me and my commitments. I am finally committing to doing a podcast every single Tuesday. So that means weekly for season one of the podcast. You can expect that every Tuesday you have a new episode for me. Every Tuesday you will hear my voice again. So I'm going to commit to that. Clearly I'm recording on a Wednesday. That's because I was recording another episode yesterday, got caught up in family things, and didn't publish an episode. But from this point on, I will prepare myself that so that every Tuesday you can expect a Tea Time Podcast episode. So thank you all again for subscribing. Thank you all again for, like, always giving me the feedback. I really appreciate the feedback so I know what I need to improve, and I know whether or not you're enjoying it. Um, So 
For those of you who are subscribed on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, thank you. If you're not subscribed, go ahead and subscribe because we have some new things coming. We have interviews. Yep, that's right. So yesterday I was recording my first ever interview style episode of Tea Time Podcast, where I was interviewing a very special guest, a sister of mine, uh, not biological, you know how we speak, uh, but a sister of mine I was interviewing, and that will be released in within the next couple weeks. I'm trying to figure out when to release that episode, but we do have that podcast coming, and I will be interviewing more and more people. I'm lining people up so that there's some interaction on the podcast about different topics. Uh, we'll let you all know. The first interview topic that I have is about education. So I hope you all will enjoy that topic. I hope you all will enjoy the episode that's upcoming. I'm excited about it because we got in deep. All right, anyway, so that is it. When it comes to our news and updates, we are done with that pillar. Boom, let's move on. What is the topic of today's episode? The topic is navigating adulthood. It's scary. I don't want it. I don't like it. I want to be a kid again, right? So let's get into this topic. By the way, if you hear me speaking to a camera, I'm now streaming live on Twitch just because I'm just jumping into it. Streaming live on Twitch. I don't know how to get an audience on Twitch. I don't know how to do this, but I've decided to do it because it's a good way to get followers. It's a good way to reach out to people. Um, so I'm on Twitch. Follow me on Twitch at Tea Time Podcast again. So we are recording live right now. <laughs> All right, so today we're going to start with the pillar of the social anecdote. My cousin actually this week introduced me to this awesome YouTuber named Casually Explain. I will put his information in the show notes, of course, but I'm going to play a clip from a the Levels of Wealth videos by Casually Explain where he goes in deep about the levels of wealth in America. <laughs> right so he kind of goes in deep but very simple so i'll let you listen quick disclaimer he's a very comedic and sarcastic youtuber so what he says might be offensive to some people he is using some explicit words so if you are listening with children go on ahead and close their ears so that they will not hear some explicit words but he's saying this in a sarcastic and comedic way disclaimer all right let's get into it when we think of money it's usually in terms of what things we can buy with it but your level of wealth doesn't only determine what you own it can determine entirely what your life looks like and i wanted to give a bit of an overview of what that could look like at some different intervals now at the bottom of the pyramid of course we have the alcoholic amphetamine abusing lowlife who mooch off public services because they can't pay their debts or find a job fucking grad students disgusting Next we have the working and middle class, which makes up about 90% of the population. Even though it might seem like they can't accomplish much compared to the elites of society, members of the middle class can work together to become much more powerful. As an example, with one roommate they can afford rent, but with two they can afford furniture. The middle class earns up to 300000 a year, but the median individual income is a lot more modest at 38000 This can be pretty misleading though, because if you're 50 with a wife and two kids, 38 k a year is pretty rough. 
But if you're 21 and single, you're buying resale Yeezys thinking, man, I wonder how much sex I'd have if I didn't live with my parents. So in conjunction, I think there are a couple lifestyle indicators to check to see if you're in the middle class, such as your grandparents had five kids, your parents had three kids, and you're going to put a stop to it once and for all. And you don't have an emergency fund because you figure that if you're on vacation, your appendix gives out. Why would you spend 20k on surgery when you could just die? So moving beyond the middle class, we get to the start of your truly wealthy people. These are notorious 1% who typically have an individual income of 300000 or higher or a net worth of over $8 million. Usually this means you have more than one home, active investments, travel whenever you want, and basically have the best of everything short of private jets and a Battlefront 2 season pass. But in the same way someone in the arts might wave their fist at an accomplished engineer, there's a huge difference between people within the 1%. As an example, if you're worth $75 million, you have the ability to see almost anyone in the world just by asking. But if you're worth $75 billion, you have the ability to see almost anyone in the world without asking. Once you're worth over $100 million, people use your first and last name when they talk about you. And if you're not famous, you at least have a Wikipedia page that you didn't make yourself. You likely make up to $10 million a year, which to compare with the more normal income is like going to Costco and paying $1.50 for a hot dog, but getting 100 hot dogs. I don't know why I left that in. Um, at this point, your wealth is almost magnetic to more wealth, and ironically, things start costing less. I could pay $5,000 for a Gucci suit, and people might think I'm cool, but if I were actually cool, Gucci would have paid me to wear it. While that sounds pretty great, you might start to wonder if people like you for you, or only like you because you're rich and famous. Fortunately, though, you are rich and famous. All right, so I really like that YouTube video. Very sarcastic. But what he's saying is pretty much true. And the crazy thing is we don't actually realize it until we enter adulthood as these young people, right? I graduated from Rutgers at the, in what? At the age of, uh, so when I don't know how to speak, I'll just beatbox. But anyway, as I was saying, his video is pretty awesome because he's very sarcastic. He's very funny. But when you think about it, what he's saying is pretty much true. It seems like in this society, the less money you make, the more you're going to have to pay for everything. But it, the more money you make, the less money you have to pay and the more freebies you get. You get to do anything pretty much for free with your connections. So it's pretty twisted, but the scary part is we, none of us recognize this until we got into the world of adulthood, right? So before we were told, hey, you graduate from high school. If you go to college, you'll be able to lead a very successful life. That's what our parents told us. That's what they set us up for. And then we come into the actual adult world and we're lost because we can't even get a job with the bachelors we spent four years trying to get. Hmm. Very, very interesting. Society and adulthood is just not as we knew it. Hmm. So feeling that pressure of how society is, it sometimes really gets us down. And I feel like many of us, I'm almost 26, many of us in my age group and older and a bit younger get caught up in this kind of shame of not being where we think we should have been in life because we hear how our parents were married with children at 24 years old. Meanwhile, at 24 years old, I could barely take care of my two kittens. 
and had to give them away. Hmm. So we begin to get real, 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 real down on ourselves. But it's not fair. It really is not fair. And I think that we should pause sometimes and take in a reflection on what it is that we do. We should take in a reflection on what it is we have accomplished. Why did this topic come up? That leads me to my personal anecdote pillar. All right, so personal anecdote. This topic of adulthood came to my head because apparently in 2011, last weekend, five years ago, 2011, I graduated from my undergraduate university. And I was like, whoa, wow. (laughs) It's been five years since I graduated from college. I feel like I'm a baby. I feel like I haven't done anything. And I feel like it's been two years. Then I stopped. And I paused. And then I actually came up with a pretty substantial list about the things that I've accomplished since graduating from college. I mean, first of all, I went straight from college into the educational field. I lined up a job even before I graduated. That's pretty extensive. That's pretty awesome. I became a teacher at the age of 21, teaching high school students, and was pretty good at it, according to my evaluators. So that's an accomplishment. Hmm. I also had a pretty terrible time while teaching, um, just a quick story about me. I wanted to become a teacher since I was six, according to what my mom has told me. And when I actually got into the field of teaching and I was training for it, before I started the school year, I knew I was quitting. (laughs) I knew I was quitting either a few months in or maybe I would love the students and then I would stay for the entire school year and quit after that. And I ended up staying for the entire school year, but I quit after that one school year of me teaching because the teaching field was just not what I thought. The faculty, they were the worst part. I'm not going to go too deep into it because plot twist, uh, not plot twist, what do you call that thing? Hint, 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 we'll just say hint. Spoiler alert, my bad. This full story is actually in the interview podcast that I told you all about, so stay tuned. But anyway... The adult field, the adult world was not what I thought it would be. My first career, the my uh, coworkers and faculty, they felt like mean girls. It felt like I was in high school, and my high school wasn't even like that. The people in my high school were fairly kind. So that was still an accomplishment, though. And it was an accomplishment to let that go. I didn't hold on to it because it it wasn't good for me. I knew and I learned that I needed to let go what was not good for me. So that was adult lesson number one, let's say. Adult lesson number two, I also knew that I needed some time to figure out who I am, figure out myself, and I realized that who I thought I was throughout college is not necessarily who I turned out to be. So after I quit teaching, I decided I'm going to take one year without working, using and living off the savings that I had to get to know myself be more in tune with myself spiritually and mentally. I was watching documentaries every day. I was volunteering my time to help youth out in the Boys and Girls Club. I um, was reading. I was going to the mosque because I'm Muslim. 
and I, I became more in tune with myself. I was spiritually in a good place. However, adult lesson number two, I messed up my finances. I was a horrible spender. I did not create a budget. I did not know anything about budgeting. And I took on more responsibility, financial responsibility, than I was able to handle. So I had to switch it up. So now I'm broke. Yeah, I had some debt. Yeah, I didn't have much help at all. So, of course, I had to get a job. So I went in and I decided, how about I apply to a job that involves a population or an idea that I'm not very comfortable with. So I applied to be a peer support, uh, what is it called? Peer support professional. And in that job, I had the task of working every day during the weekday with adults with autism to help them acclimate socially and professionally to the world so that they could possibly, because of the services that my company offered, they could possibly go and get a job one day. They could possibly go and order their food by themselves if they had severe, they were severe on the spectrum of autism. So that was a very interesting job because, to be honest, before then I was very ignorant to what people with on the autism spectrum were. I was very afraid of them because I did not understand who they were and what they dealt with. Not that I was afraid to where I'm screaming and running away when I see them. No, I was afraid in the sense that I would not try to interact with people who may have been on autism spectrum because I didn't understand their condition. I didn't want to offend them, so it's better for me to just stay away. And I wanted to counter that mindset. So adult lesson number three is that you need to be uncomfortable in order to grow. I learned that, and I had an awesome time in that job. I had great coworkers, the clients that I, my peers that I worked with, they were dope. Like, I loved them. (laughs) They were hilarious, actually. So I had a great time at that job. I had an awesome supervisor who never tried to hold me back. He always lifted me up to try new things and to grow my other skills that I told him about. So I really appreciated that job. It was an awesome time, and I was able to make a little money. So I could actually pay my bills. Hmm. But in that time was actually when I had to give my two kittens away. I miss them. But I guess that's adult lesson number four. If you can't handle it, let it go. <laughs> even when it comes to cats and I'm still kind of traumatized. I'm not getting a pet anytime soon until I know I can take care of the pet and keep the pet. Um, but anyway, I moved on even from that instance and I got a, I got more involved in my trade because with my job as a peer support professional, I wasn't making a lot of money. So since I still didn't know how to budget, and I kind of still don't know how to budget, not going to lie. I just hide my money better now. nowadays, side note. Um, but I needed to use some of the other skills that I had that I was not necessarily employed for to bring in some money. So that is when I developed my Tia Tia Productions brand, which started 
with just photography and I began to do photography for events. I began to do photography for individuals where they would pay me, go into studios, network with studios, network with artists, music artists, network with uh, other photographers so I can do projects with them. Um, Shout out to my old roommate. He was a great connect and he was a music artist himself. So I got a lot of connections through him. He lived in Baltimore longer, so he understood uh, where all the, the hot spots were for artists. And adult lesson number five, I put myself out there, and because of that, I was able to learn some new things about me and the skills that I have. I didn't even realize I had kind of skills that people would appreciate in the realm of photography, in the realm of marketing even. Um, so that was awesome. That was dope. I did some uncomfortable things, made, uh, products for people that I was in my head. I'm super concerned with whether or not you're going to like it. I'm afraid to make it for you, but I'm going to do it. And I made a little bit of income off of my photography business, my Tia productions business that I even continue to develop today. Um, so with my peer support professional job and Tia productions, I was not still not making enough money to support the lifestyle I wanted. So I got a call or an email from an airline that I had applied to to be a flight attendant the year before while I was applying for jobs. And I answered. Then I did one interview step. Then they invited me on to the next interview step. And then the next one. And before I knew, I had to tell my supervisor, hey, uh, I'm quitting. Yeah, this is my two weeks notice. And it might be a little less than two weeks because I've been invited to go to training to be a flight attendant. And like I said, he was super supportive. So I took a leap. Adult lesson number six, get out of your comfort zone. I took a leap and then I became a flight attendant. And for the past couple years, that's been my job to be a flight attendant. And in that... I definitely came out of my comfort zone, comfort zone. I w- I've been doing things that I never thought I would, traveling by myself around the world. I went to the Eastern Hemisphere. I had never done that before for two days the first time. <laughs> um, yeah. So in this last position that I've had, I really left my comfort zone and did things that people can imagine doing, like going to Asia for just two days. And I took advantage of just speaking and being kind to my coworkers, speaking my mind out loud, adult lesson number seven or whatever number we're on, but speaking my mind out loud to coworkers who were much older or younger than me or of the same age, um, being firm in the way that I function and work at, um, at work during my job. There were so many lessons that I've learned in this job um, just because I was so out there. I had a lot of things available to me. I had a lot of travel available to me, a lot of different types of people available to me. And yeah, that has been my adult experience so far in terms of just work and the money. Oh, I've also in this time, I've settled the debt that I built up while I was going through that whole year of not working. I settled the debt. (laughs) So I've learned how to budget a little bit and I've learned how to stop my spending and I've learned how to 
hide my money to where it fits me so that I'm not always spending and doing crazy things. So when I reflect and I reflected on what I had done for the past five years since graduating in 2011, I could not help but smile. (laughs) I was very, very extremely proud of myself. A lot of times we get caught up in what other people's are people are doing. We get caught up in the expectations that our parents gave us. We get caught up in our parents' experiences and we fail and neglect to take time to understand our own experience. Hmm. And that's not positive because it makes us to be ungrateful for what it is that our experience has wrought and our experience has have brung to us and what our experience means in the grander scheme of things. So I think that we all should take time to be grateful for our life, grateful for our experience, because we do live in some rough and tough times when it comes to the workplace, when it comes to the economy, when it comes to being able to afford housing, when it comes to being able to get married, when it comes to social media and the things that can attack our minds and our focus, we are in a tough time. But regardless of that, look at how much I've done. Think about how much you've done. Raise your hand if you've also done a lot in these five years, if you graduated in 2011. You know what I mean? Take some time and write about it and reflect and be happy and be grateful for what it is that you've done. And that brings me to pillar number four. We're going to close it out with just a couple articles that I found about the type of economic structure we live in in 2020 and what people my age around 25 and 26 plus and even younger down to the class of 2020 have to go through and have to deal with in this society. All right, y'all, I want to start this pillar with the question, what is adulthood? You have an answer? What makes us an adult? Is it being 18, legally being able to vote, legally being able to, well, you can't buy cigarettes anymore. Is it 21, being able to buy a drink at the bar? Is it when you've gotten your first job, when you started a career? What is adulthood? Well, according to the definition on Google, adulthood is the state or condition of being fully grown or mature. So you're saying that I'm going to get to a point in my adulthood where I'm just, I've made it, I'm done. I'm fully grown, I'm fully mature. If that's the case, I'm opting out. I'm here to say that I believe adulthood in the way that we think of it is a myth. I think adulthood is definitely a myth because in my perspective, there is never a moment where we are fully and officially mature or grown because we never, ever, ever stop growing. If we were actually spiritual beings who were forward thinking and have goals and a purpose and gifts that we value and that we predicate our lives on. So getting into this research-based perspective, I 
am thinking really hard about adulthood and like the class of 2020 and where I'm going next, as I know my job is at stake with coronavirus and the things that we see with the economy in 2020. So when we think about these things and adulthood, first of all, we need to understand what adulthood is. And I looked at a New York Times article called, When Are You Really an Adult? And a lot of us predicate or base being an adult on being 21 or being 18 or going to college. But the ages of 18 and 21 are historically just social constructs that a lot of times were influenced by politics. So in this article, I just thought it was very interesting that after the end of Prohibition in 1933, most states set the drinking age at the age of 21, which was also the minimum voting age at the time. So at, at the time, you could only vote at 21. So they said, okay, we'll make the drinking age that same age. That was a little logical back then. But something changed. In 1971, Congress lowered the voting age to 18 in response to the fury over the draft during the Vietnam War, which conscripted thousands of men between 18 and 21 into war. So the idea of, okay, so I can't vote yet on who determines the wars, but you're sending me and you're drafting me to go into war? So the voting age was changed to 18 because they weren't going to change the drafting age. But the drinking age was still 21, as it is today. So you see that these social constructs of age and whether or not that makes you an adult are heavily based on war, heavily based on um, prohibition and the politics that surrounded prohibition, and are heavily based on the politics of voting. So why do we then base what being an adult is when we need to get out of our parents' house, when we need to kick our children out of the house, why do we base that then off of this age of 18 when you're supposedly a legal adult and 21 when you supposedly can drink and do what you want and uh, you can't even rent a car at 21. When I turned 25, I was so excited because I could rent a car without the stupid fee. Didn't rent a car that they asked for the fee, though, because I, I just rented a car outside of the country. But hey, anyway, why do we base adulthood off of, off of those things? And how is it that adulthood could stop somewhere along the way? I think that's a false type of thinking, big time. Adulthood does not end. I think adulthood is another step in this journey called life. And adulthood is a long journey before you become elderly. But I think that it is key to understand and to keep in mind that we always grow constantly, even through and during our adulthood. So when we trip or when we slip and when we fall and we're supposedly adults and we're supposed to know how to do this, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> because we have not made it. We have not accomplished life. <laughs> life is still moving. Life is still going. And we still need to learn. We still need to be open-minded and celebrate what we have done and be grateful for what we have accomplished, even in the wake of our slip-ups. 
Because although we're a so-called adult, that means nothing in the grand scheme of being mature, in the grand scheme of growing as a person, as a human being on this planet. There's a lot more ahead of us, but there was a lot behind us that we accomplished. So we shouldn't look at adulthood as scary as this. Now, the second article I got, because adulthood is just a sad topic nowadays. This article is from the New York Times as well. It's called Facing Adulthood with an Economic Disaster's Lasting Scars. And this speaks about coronavirus and how it ruined the economy, is ruining the economy. But it also speaks about the economic issues we had in 2008 and the people who graduated around that time and even the people like me who graduated 2011 how it was hard to get a job. It was hard to um, find something in your field. It was hard to use your degree towards creating a life for yourself that you could afford. And I think the most prevalent thing, especially for me right now, because I live with my parents, the most prevalent thing is housing. So I just want to read this from someone in this article who said, I know I will never be able to afford a home in Seattle or even live by myself without a roommate or two. Miss Haggard said, life is different from the one I was told about or imagined. <laughs> oh, I'm a scream. I bear witness. I can't afford no house. I can't. I don't want to take on a mortgage. <laughs> Plot twist. Don't want to do it. Why would I want to be responsible for the house when I could pay rent and somebody else's? I don't see how the mortgage is a benefit to me. It just seems like more debt. <laughs> but why would I even think about the house when I can't even afford rent in New Jersey? Yep, can't afford it. Not without two or three roommates. Do I want roommates? No. So I'll just stay at home. It's rough. It's a rough world. And things are getting rougher and coronavirus came and we don't even know what this world is going to turn into. We really don't. And it's going to get more and more difficult. But these articles are definitely very interesting perspectives on the woes that adults have to face that we were not prepared for. But I want to uplift us and leave on a positive note because I want us to... Look at what we have done in our lives. We're alive. We're breathing. We're okay. We're hustling. We're entrepreneurs. We're doing all of these things. We're constantly moving forward despite the setbacks that we have and despite being unprepared for everything that we face in this world. So we're a generation that was made to take on this stuff, even though it's hard, even though it's rough, even though it's not get your college degree, be successful like our parents told us it would be. We have the option. We have the strength to do better. Many of us are entrepreneurs. Many of us lean on our creativity and our arts to make money. Many of us created things for this age, for this social media age. Many of us are teachers without having to teach in, in the educational school system. Many of us are mentors. Many of us are sports players in independent leagues so that we don't have to rely on this sports system that's shut down. Many of us are economists in our own right to where we can create money out of the money that we have that was nothing 
we can create money and figure out ways to manipulate stock and still be in a in a positive with our money and still develop currency and income in the economic deterioration that we see now. So we are pretty awesome. All of us who are in this adulthood, because it is kind of like a hood. We all in the hood. We all working. We all hustling. We're all trying to make it better. We're all trying to make our neighborhood a better place. So when we think of adulthood, I don't want us to think that it's this standard that we have to have. Adulthood is not a standard. Adulthood does not look a certain way. But adulthood is growth. Adulthood is maturity. Adulthood is a stage of life that we all must move forward through and be grateful for so that we can get on to the next stage of life because there's more beyond just this. So I think we all do awesome. Once again, shout out to the class of 2020. Shout out to the class of 2011. We're celebrating five years of being out here in the wilderness. (laughs) So shout out to us. I think... My generation is pretty goddamn awesome and the generations after us. And what we should be working on now is developing a plan. While we while we are uh, kind of doing better than what our condition allows, we should also be thinking of planning for the future so that the youth and the young people who come after us, we can give them a new formula. We're scrapping that old Go to college, get a degree formula, and you'll be successful. It doesn't work. Our condition shows that. It does not work. So despite the pushback we get from our parents, we should keep on grinding, keep on doing what we're doing, work hard, and create something new for the children who are coming up after us so that they can create something new, something new for those who come after them. Because we have a pretty dope world when we understand that we're growing up in it and what we grow into determines what the next world will look like so thank you for everybody for listening this far shout out to you all shout out to the class of 2020 shout out to the class of 2011 i hope you have a wonderful day thank you for tuning in to tea time podcast once again do not forget to subscribe on spotify apple Podcasts. Or wherever you listen to your podcast. And do not forget to follow Tea Time Podcast on Instagram so you can stay updated. Do not forget to follow Tea Time Podcast on Twitch so you can teach me how to use it. And don't forget to follow TT Loves Music 33. I had it wrong the first time on TikTok so you can see me dancing and carrying on and acting a fool. But have a wonderful day. Peace, and do homework when you're stressing ahead family members addicted to drugs and some of them did i know it's tough and sometimes you want to cry but always remember i'll be right by your side now sing yeah this for the kids man uh, this for the kids man if you feel like life is treating you wrong i wrote this beautiful song everybody sing along come on this for the kids man yeah this for the kids man like life is treating you wrong, I wrote this beautiful song, check it. And hey, yo, this for the kids, man, the ones that are lost in the...